with Survivor. Welcome back to another episode of PTS Dish Surviving Nelly. Thank you everyone for listening and for all the positive feedback. I must admit, after releasing the segment, I was full of mixed emotions, confused with some sense of regret whether what I was doing was the right thing. But then I received so many messages of people who do relate and who are interested in listening and reminded me why I did it in the first place. And that was to create awareness, to know it's completely okay to speak up, that someone is always listening. In my last episode, I introduced myself and my mental diagnosis. But how did this happen? Or why? Well, in the following episodes, including today's, I will be going over the adversities that I survived. The unimaginable. So what is child sex abuse? The definition is broader than what people realize. Child sex abuse is any sexual act between an adult and minor, between two minors, or when one expresses more power than the other, forcing coercion or persuading a child to engage in any type of sex act, including non-contact, exposure to pornography, communicating in a sexual manner, voyeurism, which means the sexual interest in or practice of watching other people engage in sexual behavior, such as undressing, showering, or even grooming. Growing up at just the age of five, I was forced to grow up quickly, leaving me with no childhood. I was exposed, introduced to every sex abuse mentioned. My parents were agriculture workers at that time, so they worked long hours, over eight hours, usually from five in the morning to five in the evening, leaving us at the care of others. In my case and my younger brothers, 
We were being cared by a family that lived in the same apartment complexes that we lived in. So my parents fully trusted and relied on their support. It was close to home. They knew them. They were comfortable that we were being good taken care of. This family consisted of four people. The wife, the husband, and their two boys, who were two to three years older than me. Sometimes the wife would leave to run errands. Or to be honest, I don't know where she was most of the time. But when she wasn't there, her husband was. Little did she know that was the worst she could have done. This man took every opportunity he had to be alone with me. And when he would, he would touch me. He would tell me to kiss me or kiss him. He would grab my hand and touch himself. He would tell me how to act. And if I didn't, he threatened me that my brother wouldn't eat. With time, he started paying me for my silence, teaching me what secrets meant, and that if I do good, I would get compensated. I didn't know better. I thought, well, as a big sister, I need to make sure my brother don't suffer. And if I'm getting paid, well, at least I'm helping my parents so they don't have to work so much. So one of them can stay with us and we no longer need to go to a babysitter's. But that never happened. This continued for a year, almost two. As time passed and I got older, I started growing anger, fear, resentment. Resentment of this man, cause deep inside, I knew what was happening was not okay. But how do I say something? How do I tell somebody if I do? What if he does something to my brother? What if no one believes me? I mean, it's a an adult's word against a child's, right? So instead, I would beg to play outside. And I would stay outside with my brother who was four at the time. As long as we could to avoid being left alone with that man. One day... I mean, not thankfully, but thankfully, he grew comfortable doing his routine, that he stopped being as cautious. One of his kids seen what he was doing, obviously told his mom. I remember her looking at me with this sorry-ass face, but didn't say anything. Instead, within that month, they moved those cowards moved I never heard or seen them again so who knows where they're at now and I sure don't care I kept quiet didn't tell my parents anything in fear of embarrassment and guilt I felt because I was a girl I caused him to be attracted to me it was all my fault and so at a young age I started building my resilience, my ability to just jump back and act as if it never happened. 
because it was finally over. Little did I know that was just the beginning of everything that was coming. That I was only being prepared to live the worst. Because indeed, that's exactly what followed. And I didn't want to say anything for my, to my parents to avoid them feeling guilty that it was their fault. In reality, it was their, not their fault. I mean, they had to work and provide for us. It wasn't their fault that I chose to be quiet. It wasn't anybody's fault. And because I thought it wasn't going to happen anymore, I chose to forget, or as mentioned before, dug it under my carpet. Not realizing that would impact my future decisions. I've done many research and presentations on child abuse, not admitting that I'm a victim and a survivor myself, of course. And when I had that opportunity in school to make presentations, I took that opportunity, any opportunity I had, to create awareness. Because I wanted people to know that it exists. I didn't want them to know I was a victim myself or that, or that I was living it. Because I didn't want nobody to feel sorry for me. And I just didn't want nobody to judge. According to statistics that I took from darknesstolight.org, about 1 in 10 children will be sexually abused before the age of 18. 1 in 7 girls and 1 in 25 boys. This year, 400,000 babies born in the U.S. that will become victims of child sex abuse unless we do something about it. Unless we teach awareness that it's okay to speak up, that instead of thinking that there's a troubled kid or troubled adult, to ask why do you act that way or ask what's wrong. Asking just one question will open the door to those victims, to anyone that's in the same situation to speak up. About 38% of victims disclose the fact that they have been sexually abused. Some never disclose. And for so many years, I was that some. Until I had my child, of course. That taught me so much. That taught me that I needed to love myself. And I needed to let go of what was traumatizing me, suffocating me, in order to be happy, in order to raise him. It's crazy. It's crazy to listen and know these numbers do exist. As a victim myself, I thought it was the best to stay quiet, to avoid issues, to avoid judgment. And now, over the years, that I listen to others, read articles, and see these st statistics, I realize it's okay to speak up. It's okay to ask for help. Because I'm not the only one in this fight. And if my voice can encourage others, 
to do the same, that's already making a change. Break free from those chains. It's okay, okay to let go. Because those chains are not yours to begin with. <laughs> All right, well, this is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. All the way, stay safe, enjoy your weekend, and join me next time in another episode of PTS Dish Surviving Nelly. Thank you.